Hey y'all, it's your girl Samanji and welcome to the Avocado and Honey podcast where we are becoming the best version of ourselves through self-accountability and vulnerability. Go ahead and drink your water. Now let's grow together. If you haven't already, please be sure to check out the previous episode where I share basically the things that I've been learning about myself and, you know, reminding myself and you um, that you don't need permission to be great. So if you like that episode or any other episode of Avocado and Honey, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share that episode with a fellow spiritual motherfucker. Um, So for today, I'm going to go ahead and give you all the energy for the next two weeks via tarot as well as you know of course talk about DMX and share my appreciation for him and the things that I feel like um, he just did for myself at least um, through his music um, as well as talk my shit a little bit of course and share some friendly reminders as we enter another hot summer with the police and shit so yeah and also I would like to introduce a new segment on this podcast because y'all know I am a self-proclaimed music connoisseur so I'm going to jack MTV and do a jam of the week. So since, you know, this is a weekly podcast, I can introduce like a song that makes me feel good or a song that I probably have on replay, replay for the week. So I already have a song pulled up. And this song, actually, I was watching a video because um, I be on YouTube. Like YouTube is where I like to watch things. So if y'all be on YouTube as well, I could, you know, suggest this subscriber to y'all. It's so funny. It's like alignment, but it's interesting. It's funny. It's all that. But um, so I started following uh, this woman. She's like 20. I think she just turned 21 or she just turned 20. She's like really young as shit. So, you know, the younger generation. So I thought it was cool. She's the stripper. So it was like stripper vlogs and stuff. And I loved her energy and her attitude and shit. So I started following her and she was interesting. Her um, her YouTube, I believe, is Pretty Boy XO. But this is where it gets, I guess, for me, it's funny and interesting because, you know, I'm following her and I love watching her videos. So she kind of went MIA for a little bit and now she's back and it's like new content, kind of like with soul wisdom. So everybody's rebranding. And basically with her new videos that she's putting out, it's literally like her sharing her spiritual journey and her getting to know herself, her being okay with aloneness and everything. Like sis is writing poetry and shit. I'm like, you better fucking go. But um, yeah, so in one of her latest vlogs, um, she had this video or the song playing and I completely forgot all about this song. Um, and so I was, I've been having it on repeat since because it's fucking, it's the perfect song for this week, for the summer, for the year, for life. So especially as a black person but um yeah so i thought that was dope but uh yeah so if y'all watch youtube and want to watch more interesting people on their spiritual journey i would recommend pretty boy xo that's the name of her um channel but yeah let's get into the tarot energy so another funny thing actually happened y'all know i pulled the cards before i hit record so the first card that came out well before i even say these two cards so i pulled like three cards came out the first time and I was just like, you know, unsure of the cards. So I was just like, you know what, let me just do it all over. So I put all the cards in, shuffled the cards. And the first card that came out the first time came out again. So I was like, okay, so we need to hear this one, which was the two of Pentacles, And then the other card was the Knight of wands that came out. Both of them are upright. So, you know, as always, I'm going to go ahead and read the definitions of these cards via Biddy Tarot and then maybe talk a little bit forward and We'll have the energy for the next two weeks. So first, I'm going to start with the two of pentacles. um, And it's the two of pentacles upright again. 
When the Two of Pentacles appear in a tarot reading, it's safe to say you are juggling your priorities, roles, and responsibilities. For example, you may be a working parent, a general manager of a business, an administrative assistant in a busy office, or someone who works multiple jobs. In the upright position, this card notes you are doing an excellent job of balancing these different priorities and you can take on whatever life throws at you. But this too reminds you that the line between coping with these demands and losing control is thin. You need to manage your time, energy, and resources carefully so you do not lose your balance. The two of pinnacle often the two of pinnacles often appears when you are busy rushing from one thing to the next with little downtime little downtime in between. You may tell yourself that you haven't got enough time or you're in a rush. However, remember that you don't have to be busy to get things done. Sometimes taking a break is the most productive thing that you can do. Similarly, the two of pentacles can appear when you are getting caught up in the day-to-day -day demands and losing sight of the bigger picture. If this resonates, ask yourself, what life do, oh, what life do I want? And how can I recognize or how can I reorganize my schedule to create the life I desire? I'm gonna read that again. So if this resonates, ask yourself, what life do I want and how can I reorganize my schedule to create the life I desire? This definitely resonates with your girl, especially because, you know, in the last episode I was, or yeah, the last podcast episode, I was like, I have all these ideas and I want to bring them to life. And that's exactly <laughs> my reality right now, juggling, juggling um, all these ideas and trying to organize my life so I can make them all happen. So this is funny that this one was like basically screaming to come out. <sighs> the two of pinnacles invites you to manage your time and priorities carefully. Your workload is high right now and to get everything done, you need to stay focused and productive. You may benefit from a to-do list, <laughs> better calendar management, and a stricter schedule. You may even enlist the support of an assistant or business coach to help you make the right changes. Basic time management is crucial to your ability to, to juggle these various priorities and keep your head above water. This card also reminds you to pay special attention to your general administration, including paying bills, managing finances, staying on top of your commitments and maintaining your diary. Be careful that you do not miss important deadlines, meetings and other obligations. This card calls your awareness to the concept of balance in those parts of your life where you have it and those where you don't. While you can strive for equilibrium, nothing ever stays in perfect harmony. For example, stabilizing your work and family commitments sounds fantastic, but in reality, your family might be more high priority one week and work the next. So when the Two of Pentacles appears in a tarot reading, see it as a reminder to be patient, flexible, and adaptable as you try to juggle your responsibilities with your family, friends, work, finances, health, and new challenges. Be ready to swap around activities and accommodate last-minute requests, and know that if you are succeeding in one area of your life, it's likely you're struggling in another. That's just a part of the balancing act. Oh man, this definitely resonated with me. And I'm really struggling right now too. Uh, balance like you know everything that I'm working on here as well as like you know also making friends and keeping up other relationships with like family and stuff like especially since I kind of like went 
hermit mode so it's like really hard for me to get back active again so that's what I'm like balancing and really trying to get better with texting back people <laughs> but let's go to the next card the knight of wands upright while the page of wands marks the initial spark of a new idea the knight of wands show the actual pursuit of that idea when this card appears in a tarot reading you are charged up with energy passion motivation and enthusiasm and you channel that energy through your inspired action you have a clear vision about what you want to create and fueled by your passion and inspiration you are now moving forward with leaps and bounds to turn your vision into reality this card is your sign to go for it just do it like nike you are bold and courageous and willing to venture into the unknown territories to further your mission and your dreams facts you don't really care if danger lies ahead in fact if it does in fact if it does then it becomes all the more exciting and thrilling for you and ventures like this light you up because you know growth and expansion are waiting on the other side be a pioneer and take calculated risks to reach new heights in this light, the Knight of Wands gives you the feeling you can take on the world. Yo, this is definitely my energy right now. You are so committed to your vision and purpose that you will stop at nothing to bring it to life. You, As you pursue your goals, your confidence skyrockets and you realize that your potential is limitless. You can do anything. I definitely read this before. Your passion, enthusiasm, courage, and confidence are highly attractive to others. <laughs> Others see you as highly charismatic and want to be in your presence to benefit from your energy. What's new? While you haven't yet mastered the art of bringing others along on your journey, like the King of Wands has, like the King of Wands has, you do enjoy the extra attention that your charisma and adventures bring you. The question will be whether you can keep up with you or if wait, the question will be whether others can keep up with you or if they are merely here to watch and absorb your energy by osmosis. Be mindful that the Knight of Wands can express himself as an act first, think later type of person. In your pursuit of action, you may be impulsive and impatient, expecting everything to be done yesterday. While you are bursting with energy, you have a tendency to rush into things with little consideration for the consequences of your actions. Air energy. <laughs> you may not have a clear plan of attack, hurting your chances of long-term success. If this resonates, find a way to focus your enthusiasm on the activities that will move you closer to your goal. When you have a new idea, rather than acting on it straight away, take a moment to check in and see if it truly aligns with your goals and whether it needs to happen right now. You may realize that you are better served by waiting for the opportune time to pursue this idea, especially if other waiting cards such as Hangman or Four of Swords come up in your reading. Or you may realize that the time is now and you can charge ahead with high energy and vibrancy. Mm, I'm loving this energy for the next two weeks. I hope y'all are in the same energy as well, which I think y'all are. Like everybody is really just doing the damn thing. At least when I do go online, that's what I see. So shout out to all y'all. But let's go ahead and get into the little chit chat. So first and foremost, rest in peace to DMX. I'm sending my love um, to his ex-wife, his current fiance, and everyone who loves him and who this affected, which is literally the whole entire world. Um... But 
I really appreciate DMX because through his music, he taught me and I feel like the world, honestly, how to embrace our like dark and shadow side. So, you know, the side that everybody, you know, aren't really proud of or whatever, like he taught us to embrace it and to accept it. And he made it even cool because he was dope and he was fine. So like anything he did seemed dope. So the fact that he did that with his platform and with, you know, who he is. I thought that was dope for us to get comfortable with, you know, feeling that other side because it's a part of the human experience. We are not happy all the time. Sometimes we're angry and sometimes, you know, we're upset. Sometimes we feel betrayed and, you know, other shit like that. And when we listen to music like what DMX created, it aligns with us in that moment and it helps us feel heard and seen and shit. So I do appreciate that forever. And he was the realest nigga ever. Like, you know, he was always vulnerable. He made it dope to or make it okay to feel your emotions, to express how you feel, to fucking cry. Like he cried all the time, which is what I thought was fucking dope. But it also, you know, showed all the pain and shit that, you know, he was holding on and all the shit, the trauma and the childhood trauma and shit that is, you know, catching up with them and shit. But um, I, I've been like what most people do when celebrities pass, um, transition, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, we tend to like, you know, overindulge in the stuff they created while they were here. So I did that and I was watching a whole bunch of like documentaries and, um, interviews and of course music videos and stuff. Um, and, and I think it was a documentary that I watched. I, or maybe it was in his song, Slippin', but he says, DMX definitely do be saying like, you know, um, he believed basically to live is to suffer. So that was like basically the conclusion he came to based off his experiences because he, he definitely shared, like I said, he's a, a vulnerable person. He was a vulnerable person. So he definitely shared a lot of his, his pain and his trauma. So we all know of some of the stuff that he experienced, definitely not all, like, you know, starting with, you know, his, um, his family abandoning, abandoning him and, you know, the whole, even how he even got caught up on, um, crack and stuff. Like, you know, he was 14 and he was with someone he trusted, a fucking grown adult who he trusted and he gave him a lace joint, which is how he got addicted to weed. So when it comes to like trauma and like medicating it, like I, I'm assuming like crack is that addictive that like if you're experiencing a whole lot of bullshit, probably even if you're not experiencing much trauma, like, you know, once you take a hit, it's really fucking over. Like you're addicted. And if you do have trauma, then that's more of a reason to escape, like, you know, more of a reason to use it. So just his you know, how he even got on crack and stuff. It's just, it's, it's fucking crazy. But then also too, like, you know, it's not uncommon and I can only imagine how often this shit happened, especially like in the eighties when cracking his shit was like, you know, introduced, it was new. So everybody was probably smoking it like in LA and shit, like people be like lace and shit with like PCP and germ or whatever. Um, so like people lace and shit is definitely not new. Like I remember my brother telling me at like 16 or whatever, because I didn't start smoking drinking or even having sex y'all until I was like 21 so but when I was 16 my brother you know he put me on game with smoking because he smoked or whatever and he he told me that was the first thing he told me he was like yo if you smoke with anybody you need to make sure you see them roll that shit period like if you didn't see them roll it don't smoke it period so that was the first thing I learned did I listen we could talk about that another time but thankfully I never well I don't think I ever smoked anything lace but what I, the reason why I'm bringing this up because I don't think we talk about like how often I feel or the correlation between people who 
I guess, accidentally smoke lace blunts. Cause I think it's a difference from between people who like, you know, want to smoke the lace blunt. Like that's something that they want to do. But like, if you like give it to someone who's not aware that it's lace, like sometimes that shit can legit trigger things in you like schizophrenia and stuff. And I feel like I'm, maybe that could have been something that happened with DMX because, you know, after that, the whole paranoia and shit that happened, if you watched his documentary and stuff, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, he always felt like somebody was after him. Like, uh, even up until like I was watching the um, I can never say her name right. So forgive me. The Yanla, um, the Fix My Life show. And um, he was on there. I was watching it with him because, like I said, I was watching everything. And, you know, he still was saying that he had that paranoia. And that was like seven years ago. So I feel like I don't know. Like, I wonder if his family and them ever looked into that. But I know that's definitely a thing Like where people who they when they accidentally or end up smoking something that they wasn't aware they were smoking, like a lace joint or blunt or whatever, then they end up acting crazy. And it's like even when the not acting crazy, I don't you know, I hate using the word crazy, but I'm so used to saying it. But, you know, I'm trying to change. God is working on all of us. But like, you know, when you work, you smoke something like that, like even when the drug wears off, like there's still that paranoia. There's still a lot of things that stick afterwards. And then also the addiction. So, yeah. But um, so I've also I'm a little bit more prepared this time. Like I wrote down everything. So if I take a moment, it's because I'm like reading over my notes. And if you hear like, you know, paper in the background, it's because of my notes. But um, yeah, so that was just a lot to learn about him. But it, it make everything makes sense. Like even just seeing the videos, the new, the, the recent, the most recent videos and stuff. Like every time I see him, like, it's like, I see the little boy, like, you know, he never had the chance to have a childhood in which he talks about a lot. And that really fucks you up. Like, you know, if you really stay there in the past um, and stuff, not saying just like, forget it and move on or whatever, but it's just like, you have to kind of eventually just accept it. So you can kind of just not be there anymore. So that's why I always say, like, you know, I'm getting out of these spaces and shit. Because when you come from neighborhoods and shit like that, like trauma comes with it, period. Like no matter who you are, like trauma comes out of it. So to see someone who experienced similar circumstances as I and other people who come out of the hood and shit and see him make it and shit, like I'm proud of him, period. Whether I don't give a fuck like what, you know, happened, like I'm proud of him for making it out and finding a way despite his circumstances. So, um, but in another video, I think maybe it was a doc, maybe it was an interview or something, but I remember hearing, seeing basically DMX, he was just saying how he believed his purpose on this earth was to experience like pain. It was to suffer. And so he could like create this music and I guess help us um, understand and express our pain and things like that. So, you know, if that truly was his mission, then I would say it was definitely accomplished for sure. But yeah, like that shit, that shit is just fucking crazy. But all I can say is that like, I'm just, I'm just really grateful for him. And I'm grateful that I've been alive to witness, like, you know, the journey of DMX and everything to understand it. Like, you know, cause when he was popular, I was young, but I was still like, old enough to like kind of know what was going on I guess <laughs> in this music or whatever but it was he was just the hottest thing out so you couldn't you didn't know like no one do not know who DMX is but you know and then with the whole like yeah 
And just to like, I guess, just reiterate or whatever, but like when it comes to like trauma and stuff, like I talk about all the time, like, you know, with our vices and again, like vices to me, I feel like our vices are our escapes, drugs, you know, whatever drug of choice, weed, I wouldn't consider weed like a drug, but you know, drug, weed, alcohol, sex and food. So like, you know, with him and experiencing all that train trauma not to mention becoming a fucking superstar um in the middle of you know dealing with your trauma and battling everything you become a fucking superstar and how you have to deal with the pressure of that and then now like you know i feel like dmx vice was like you know um drugs of course and women like i don't think we talk about that enough but i do think his vice was women but i'm not gonna like you know dig deep there whatever but yeah that that was a lot to handle yo so judge free yo i don't i never judge people for how they choose to deal with the things they experience especially black people because on top of everything he experienced he still was a black man who literally was molded to be in prison like you know like since he was like like 12 7 14 like you know a fucking child he was basically in the system as well so it was like that pipeline and it's it worked like even as him as a superstar he still managed to go to jail and stuff like it's it's fucking crazy like we we really do have to handle a lot mentally that's why self-care and all that shit is important and just dealing with that shit yo like this shit is this shit is crazy yo so i'm i'm reading real quick okay Okay, so one more thing I want to talk about um, that I thought was just interesting um, when watching these DMX documentaries um, it is that, like, I think it was, like, the Behind the Music. Maybe it was, like, the VH1 doc. And, like, you know, in the beginning of the doc, like, you know, he was talking about his upbringing and stuff. And then he was talking about, like, you know, how he wanted to rap. He realized that he was good. And, like, you know, he was like, I was the best. I knew I was going to make it. Like, you know, all the confidence in the world, which is dope. But then once he achieved all that success that he knew he was going to get, you know, there was, like, everybody was talking about, like, I think after one of his, like, biggest shows or something, he went backstage and got on his knees and was crying out, like, you know, to God and stuff and was like, why did you give me this and stuff? Like, he felt undeserved, like, undeserving of it. So I thought that was just really interesting because I feel like that might be, like, a a dilemma. I feel that most people, again, who come out of the hood or come from poverty um, experience, especially if they achieve great success like DMX or something close or whatever that great success may look like for them. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you come from some a place where in DMX case, like, you know, I'm pretty sure he felt unloved for most of his life. Like his parents abandoned him, his whole family fucking abandoned him. The person he trusted while he was out, you know, taking care of himself, you know, finette, like was a snake and got him addicted to a drug as a child so it's like when you experience all that like you kind of feel sometimes like it's like a ongoing battle that like you know do you deserve this because these people don't love me like these people don't see it or whatever like deep down you know you truly deserve it like deep down you you're being divinely guided to what you deserve and then once you get it it's like you know you question it because of everybody else actions towards you so I thought that was just really um interesting to learn because I didn't I never heard of that until I watched the documentary the other day so um yeah and it's just something to really think about but yeah again I'm just really grateful to experience the MX. I'm grateful for him creating um, everything that he created. I'm grateful for him doing his best uh, with handling all the shit that he experienced on his ghetto ass planet. Um, and yeah, yeah.
shout out to DMX, yo. And I'm sending all my love um, to his ex-wife, too, because she definitely held him the fuck down. That is a definition of a ride or die, for real. And every in his family and his his kids and just just everyone. But also, too. Okay, so. Yeah, thank God I put a little notes down on here because I wanted to make sure that one, I don't go too much on the tangent. And two, um, I say everything I want to say because every time I finish recording a podcast episode, I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have said that. Like, you know, I wish I didn't say that. (laughs) But um, yeah, so with DMX and stuff, and this is not necessarily about DMX. This is about like coming from the struggle. It's just something that I thought about while, you know, just thinking about DMX and just people making it out of the hood or whatever. And then it made me think about like this friend I had a while ago, you know, she was a, she was a black girl and, but we just can't have two different upbringings. Like, you know, I, I'm from the hood. Um, I grew up in poverty, like legit, like, you know, I'm <laughs> from the hood. So, um, but with her, she came from like a middle-class back- background or whatever. So this is another reason why I say there's like two different type of black experiences in America. But all that aside, but like, you know, she's a creative or whatever and have like, you know, her own goals and shit too. So me, I'm the type of person that always shares um, just my experience and stuff similar to DMX. Like I'm always vulnerable or at least, yeah, I'm always vulnerable. I'll stick to that. And, you know, I share like, you know, stories and stuff. I used to overshare a lot. You know, I definitely don't do that as much um, anymore just with people I like truly trust or whatever. But um, that was just the type of person I am. I and mean, we were friends, so I was comfortable enough to do that. And it got to the point where I felt like, wait, before I say that, like, I want to say that, like, you know, I wasn't sharing these stories for, like, pity or anything. Like, I was just sharing it because it was just my experience. It was my life. Like, this is how I learned this. Like, you know, these are just the lessons in my life type shit. Like, I never, other people's judgment on my experience made me feel negative about most of them. I'll say that. But I felt like, you know, with her and her different background or whatever, and then also with most, a lot, not most, yeah, I'll say most celebrities, most black celebrities, um, they come from similar backgrounds. They come from poverty and shit. But it's because, you know, they kind of have that motivation. And what I learned from DMX and again, with a lot of especially men um, who come from poverty, their situation is usually life or death. So it's like they have to fucking win or they aren't going to make it type shit. So I feel like that's just the the difference. It's just that niggas are just more motivated, like, you know, Um, but like, you know, with her or whatever the situation, I feel like people who come from different backgrounds and want to achieve, I guess, similar success, they feel like they need to go through a struggle or or maybe they feel like, you know, like they need to have some sad story or whatever the case may be. So I say all that to say like struggle and suffering is not a prerequisite to success. And I'm saying that from someone who experienced a lot of bullshit, but I wouldn't say that my life is full of suffer, even with all the bullshit that I've experienced in this life thus far. Like I still wouldn't say that my life has been full of suffering because it hasn't. But you know, but having these experiences that I've had and shit like that is not a prerequisite to success. Like you don't need to go through a whole bunch of like trauma in order to reach success. But, you know, if you have it and you come from nothing, again, you're just a little bit more motivated to fucking eat. That's just period. But I just wanted to say that because, again, I just feel that that's the case. And that's why all these people be trying to create, you know, again, sad stories and just create shit and trauma to sell or whatever. But 
Yeah, I just wanted to say that because that made me think of that. And also, if you really think about it, like the person that the first person that comes to mind who I don't recall having, like you know, coming from poverty and shit like that, who's a fucking major pop star, a major entertainer is fucking Beyonce. Like Beyonce is literally, literally one of the greatest entertainers alive right now, arguably the greatest entertainer ever. And she did not come from poverty. Like her family strategically got her there. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, obviously that you can have success. You just got to fucking do the work type shit. But I just felt like that was necessary to say, especially since ZMX definitely like, you know, push the whole suffering thing. But, um, yeah, shout out to DMX and all the real niggas out there. But um yeah, so as this hopefully this is not too like you know sad. I'm trying to bring a little bit more energy because I feel like the topics are a little bit heavy, but it is what the fuck it is, right? So um also, you know, in the past episodes, I was talking about how I feel like this year 2021 is going to be low key repeat of 2020. And I feel like it is, but to a certain extent. So now um, I'm saying all this to remind y'all to stay grounded and shit because we're about to have another hot summer for sure. Like, you know, it's nothing new. Like since I've been an adult, every summer has been fucking hot, you know? So with that being said, though, I just want to just again remind y'all because I feel like the difference this year is that it's not going to be as supported like it was last year. Because last year, everybody and a mama was out, no matter the race and stuff. Everybody was out fighting for change and stuff. But now that we're here in April 2021 with the new president and stuff, like, you know, I just feel like <laughs> it was just all about Trump. Like, people hated Trump that much that they was out doing everything and people didn't want to be in the house because of the pandemic as well. But I feel like the motivation for the marches and all the change that everybody was aspiring to do last year was strictly to get Trump out. And now that black people then came out, then changed fucking Georgia blue, got these niggas changing they fucking voting laws to keep black people out. We done got a new president up in there. We got two black men murdered by the police that just happened this past week, one in Minnesota, one here in Texas. And then fucking Biden, you know, our new president that we just elected for change. We got the new president, the new, uh, the vice president, black president, the black woman, um, you know, and we thinking shit's going to be different this time. And he goes on. Disclaimer, I definitely only watched this clip because I'm expecting the same shit. So I did watch a clip of Biden and, you know, he was just saying in regards to the shooting or the killing, the murder in uh, Minnesota, he was just saying how, you know, they're still figuring out if it was an accident or not. But regardless, basically, I'm paraphrasing, of course, regardless, black people looting is not going to solve anything. So don't loot. Nothing on how, you know, the, the murder was senseless and how, you know, you didn't even need your gun or a taser and or the fact that like your gun is in the same position. I'm not even going to go on a tangent with this whole thing, but I'm saying all this to say that he went on TV after black people just did all this to get them in office to tell us to not loot. So I feel like a lot of rage is going to come out of this, not to mention, again, these killings are going to continue. So it, it will be a hot summer. People will be out marching, but I don't think it'll be nearly as massive as it was last year, which is it is what it is. We still going to do whatever the fuck you feel like you need to do to get through the fucking trauma that we experience every year. 
So, and I, that's all I say. Like, if you feel like you need to protest, if you feel like you need to do some shit, I support you fully. If you feel like you need to, again, focus on you because self-preservation is an act of resistance. Joy is an act of resistance. Like, you know, they are legit prepared for our reaction at this point. Like, you know, when they legit murder one of us, they got the fucking National Guard and everybody on standby. Like, they was there within fucking hours. So, they know exactly what happens afterwards. So if you got the energy, if that's the space you're in, put on some fucking DMX and do what the fuck you got to do. But if not, if you're like me and you feel like you paid your dues already, that's when I feel like it's time. When I last year, when, you know, I was talking about this uh, with George Floyd and everything. Um, I was saying how, like, I feel like you need to kind of figure out your role. So as a black person, if you feel like, you know, you, you want to fucking figure out how to change and how the fuck we can get our great, 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 great grandkids to live a life of fucking true freedom, um, then we need to figure out our roles in sense. Like, you know, so when shit like this happens, we already know what we need to do. And so we're not overwhelmed, like, you know, with what to do or whatever. So while we figure out what the fuck we're going to do, because nobody has the answers, I feel like it's still important for us to live. It's still important for us to take care of ourselves because, you know, if they got our minds and shit and we're solely focused on that, staying angry, then nothing is going to come out of that. I'm not saying not be angry. Do again, whatever space you in, feel it. But we can't stay there forever. Joy is also an act of resistance. You think they want to see us fucking happy? They think you think they want to see us out here with our nappy hair, being happy and shit, enjoying the sun, enjoying what the earth provided for all humans. You think they want to see that? You think they want to see us having fun? That's why they call the police on us. So. I say we continue to stay grounded. We continue to work on ourselves. We continue to work on our mind, body, and spirit. Stay close to who we are, who we truly are. Know who the fuck we are and act accordingly. Stick to your roles. Do whatever you feel like you need to do in order to add your little two cents to the change, in order to add your contribution to the change as well. So, um, yeah. Because uh, this shit is getting crazy. And yeah, I was about to go on another tangent, but I'm a chill. I'm a chill. And also, too, like, this is the time. It's 2021, yo. We, we've we been through a lot as well on top of all this other shit that's on top of us, you know, being the fucking target. Like, we have also been fighting COVID. We've been handling a lot. Everything everyone else is experiencing, we have experienced along with continuing to, you know, pleading to be treated as a human, I guess. But... Um, this is the time where we are becoming our best selves. I don't know if y'all follow Ari Lennox on social media, but this said, it's my birthday. I am being my best self. And it's obvious by the way she looks not, you know what I'm saying? Like sis was like, I'm taking care of myself. And I remember when she was like tweeting and shit, asking for like healthy foods and stuff and like, you know, how to get off sugar and shit like that. And, you know, she was really doing that shit. And it, it, she popped up with this fucking photo, like, you know, hair on fleek, face on fleek, body on fleek, like energy on fleek, self-love on fucking fleek, yo. Like the girls are setting the trend. You know what I'm saying? Look at Meg there. The girls are setting the trend, y'all. We are doing the shit that we are saying we're going to do. We are, we have no choice. Do y'all hear me? We have no choice but to level up, okay? So take care of yourselves. Eat the foods that are going to nourish you. I'm, I'm talking to myself too. 
work out, move your body. If you can't work out, do a fucking 10 minute yoga. Yo, take the stairs instead of the elevator. Like little shit like that legit matters and counts. Give your shit, give yourself a fucking pat on the back if you do, because you deserve it. Like you're making these small changes that are going to be a big result. It's going to give you a big result in the end. So yes. So that's a reminder, y'all. It's time to fully live. If you want to go eat some fucking crab legs, go eat your fucking crab legs. If you want to go somewhere, of course, be safe if you're traveling and stuff. Be safe. COVID is still out here. I'm not going to talk about the fucking vaccines and stuff because I'm not going to go there. Like, I'm, I'm not. Do whatever you feel is right for you. That's what I say about everything. Do whatever you feel is right for you. Um, but also be safe. So we're going to be living our best selves. We're not going to be putting up anything less than what we deserve. And that's on what? Okay. So I say all that to say taking care of ourselves this summer and the rest of our fucking life starts now. So as soon as you turn off this podcast, drink your glass of water. If you got a little lime in it, shout out to you. If you don't got a lime in it, still shout out to you. But a super shout out for the limes, the lemon that's in the water. But take care of yourself and just... Be mindful of the decisions that you're making and just be intentional with everything that you do. We're, we're living our best lives. We're living as long as we possibly can. They don't want that. So we do what they don't want. When our hair is snappy, they're not happy. Wear your naps. Okay, I'm going to stop. But, um, okay, I'm going to close it out. And then I'm going to introduce the song at the jam of the week. So after the jam of the week, that's the end of the podcast. Okay, I'm not, I'm not coming back after the jam. So... Thank y'all for listening. <laughs> Thank y'all for being on this journey with me. I truly do appreciate y'all. It's definitely, I, I can't say that enough. I'll just, I, I love y'all. Thank y'all for being on this journey with me. If y'all like this episode or any other episode of Avocado and Honey, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with a fellow spiritual motherfucker. And be sure to follow Avocado and Honey on all social media platforms at Avocado and Honey. I will be back active on um, Avocado and Honey and Shell Money. So if you don't know, I made handmade hair accessories and jewelry with cowrie shells and crystals and i sell them under shell monies um dope accessories and things if i must if i do say so myself um but yeah i'll be active on both pages at shell monies on all social media platform um if you want to go to the site directly is www.shellmoneys.store um follow us on social media so you can stay up to date and all that fun stuff my personal page is at underscore smangy so if you want to see what i look like and stuff you know you can follow me over there on on all social media platforms i'll probably be active over there in like another week or two um but yes okay so let's get into the jam of the fucking week so this jam that homegirl had in her video shout out to pretty boy xo on youtube um is amela row and the song is get up yo when this song was playing i was like how the fuck did i forget about this song so you know i added it to the remember who the fuck you are playlist on spotify follow that playlist follow that playlist if you have spotify for some positive uplifting music for when you don't remember who the fuck you are but i'm gonna go ahead and get into this song y'all have a beautiful ass day love y'all drink that water oh wait dang i should have had it playing in the back and had it come up all right Want to profit from your demise, demise. They love to cover up the way they are inside Ooh, baby, baby, don't you cry Oh, you got your